Welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, it's us chicks' favourite time of the year because the men's trials have kicked off in the NRL and round one of the NRLW is finally happening this weekend. Footy is well and truly on our minds, so we cover what we're looking forward to and speak to founding Newcastle Knights NRLW star Bobby Law and Broncos vet Jake Turpin. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Mally Silva, and as always, I'm joined by my Derek co-host, Keely Silva and Georgia Moore. Girls, how are we? I'll go first. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good. Um, actually, my week's been pretty good also. That's good. Yeah. Um, should we talk about that we have a live audience? Tonight? We do have a live audience, which is a first for Chicks and Balls. Um, one no, it's not. A lot of live audiences in Melbourne last year. That is true. Wow, that feels like such a long time ago. But I think I mean in this studio. Yeah, it feels because Because obviously us in Sydney, Georgia and Melbourne, um, we don't get to have friends along very often, but we do. We have a Mr. Nicholas Hines and a Mr. Jared Hull. Thank you, guys. And we're not going to put them on microphone. Just um, give the camera but a wave. But they're clapping. Um, they're, they're supportive. They're, they're great friends. Thanks for don't being here, Don't give them more than that. Anyway, Georgia Moore, how's your week going? My week has been good. I am well and truly packed up and ready to go. At the time of recording, I have three days left in Melbourne. Oh, my gosh. A further seven days in Queensland before I go. So it's been busy. There's lots on. The farewell tour is well underway. But... Good. Week's been good. Melbourne is really turning the weather on for my last week, so I'm I'm happy with it. Good from Melbourne. Yeah. Good from Melbourne. Good from Melbourne. What? Oh, Marley, how was your yeah, week? Thanks. Sorry. Um, always, <laughs> always the one forgotten. No, my week's going really well. Nothing to report, if I'm honest. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not moving halfway across the world. Uh, but I'm pumped. I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to introduce this next segment. Feedback feels with Kiehl's. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining me. I got a few things. Um, a self-reflection, which I'll ponder on. Oh, after. okay. It's a good one. All right. But I'll get straight into it. So we had a really nice message from Shannon Tilney, which is um, she's a very um, OG, loyal, yeah. very loyal listener. Uh, she sent us a message saying, so happy to have you back in my years this week. Just wanted to share this magic moment where I was watching the Nets, Nets game and then you start talking about them while I've got you on and the game muted. My life felt like it was in true alignment. Looking forward to a big 2022 for you three. You know what? And I had been worried last week when we hadn't heard from Shannon. <laughs> if I'm honest. Is she okay? Yes. So it's good to hear from her. And then I actually had a nice little message from our dear friend Rowan Crothers. Oh, what a king. Uh, he replied to my story of the recent episode and he said, just waiting for Chicks and Balls the movie. I'm just imagining the licensing opportunities as well. Children around Australia will be starting their morning with a bowl of Chicks and Balls the breakfast cereal. <laughs> Possibilities are endless. And I said, wow, imagine. Oh, what a nice dude. <laughs> yeah. And then quickly just to go back on one of our discussions last week about the USA and the ice hockey and the Winter Olympics, a loyal listener, his Instagram always gets me, right, a cat. Anyway, um, he said that back then the Olympians still had to be amateurs. So the US teams were largely college kids while the Russians were unbackable favourites. So that's why. Ah, uh, well, that's, that's why that Yes. I also want to calm his nerves about the lack of Melbourne content once I move. I promise it'll still be coming thick and fast. Yeah, 100%. I know. I reassured him when I replied. I was like, don't worry. There will still be stuff. Um, And then just quickly, I was just going to talk about the shirt I'm wearing. 
Okay. So I've got another podcast shirt. This is um, a good one. It is – Marley, do you know who it is? I've been trying to figure it out. Do you guys know who it is? Alan Iverson? Yeah. Alan Iverson. I learned this, this is why it's good to have a live audience. Yeah, this is – I can throw it to the audience. <laughs> Thanks for that, Nico. Um, this is to support and on the back of – Something that G will touch on later about um, NBA All-Stars. His nickname was The Answer. He is very well known in the NBA world and he's a great player. And just quickly, he was an 11-time All-Star, two MVPs at the All-Stars weekend. Wowie. Yep. Love it. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by, and we cannot get away from all the footy things that are happening this week, can we, girls? We kind of had a little conversation the other day, like, oh, we're already back into footy. Yeah. yeah. It feels like it's snuck up on us really, really quickly. And a part of that is the fact that we've had the first lot of trial games um, in the men's competition. So we wanted to kick off by talking about what we liked and what were the low lights of yep. that first round of trials? I know Physio Keely has her, you know, <laughs> professional hat on in this sense. No, what did a you little think? bit of A, a little bit of B. Oh, well, first of all, I think a really devastating part of the trial games is the injuries. Mm. Any injuries that come out of the trials, they just suck. You've got, you know, you, you spend all this time doing preseason and you're that pumped and, you, you know, it's just a bit of a taste because you're that pumped for round one and then you get done with an injury. Mm. Um, obviously the big one was Hayes uh, from Parramatta who did his whole knee, ACL, PCL, MCL. Um, which is devastating because that means he's out for the season. Yeah. And, you know, he's young, he's up and coming, so it would have been a good turning point for him to make a name for himself. So I think that that's what, you know, I look at and I go, oh, that's shit. Yeah. Straight up, it's just shit. But what were the things you liked seeing? Um, first of all, quick shout out to the Bulldogs. The jerseys were so ugly. What Are they uh, so going to ugly. be a reoccurring yeah, away jersey? They were – well, they were advertising them that they were selling them because I saw it on Instagram. Hideous. And dad goes, oh, do you see the new jerseys? And I said, yes, they're very ugly. Just confirms that dad kind of liked them, how ugly they are. Yeah, yeah, true. I was like, <laughs> That's no. a good indicator that they're ugly. Um, although, you know, I, I am going to be positive. I have high hopes for the doggies this year. Yes. Of course. Always. Have to. Have Always. to. And I'm also really excited for the Sharks. I have to be honest. Oh, God. Can't say that when he's in the room. Yeah, look. I don't – I'm ignoring the fact that – Finn's up. That's right. Finn's up. <laughs> Um, ignoring the fact that Nico's here, but I actually am. Like, I, yeah, so am I. I think that they're looking real good, and um, I'm very excited. Yeah. They'll be back at Shark Park, maybe. Oh, I'm so <laughs> ready, bro. What I found crazy was how Manly had their whole bloody squad. Like, there were so many people playing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was just just noticed it more, but there were so many on the bench. Um, but they're looking real good. Mm. Tommy's on point as always. I think it's um makes me a bit nervous. Okay. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. And the Dragons one, which I was like, yeah, wow. <laughs> that does feel weird. Yeah. Um, well, I would have to echo a lot of what you have to say there, Keely. Um, <laughs> Shock me. I, yeah, I feel just just nice to see that the Bulldogs weren't rubbish. Weren't bad. Weren't rubbish. <laughs> and, yeah, no, I'm really excited for the season. I would say one of the other cool things is I feel like there's been a lot more attention on these trial games than there has been in previous well, years. because it's on TV. And it also is speaking to how hungry fans are to be in the crowd. Yeah, for sure. So that's I think it's going to be a great season. Georgia Moore, what were your highlights and lowlights? Um, have to agree on the attention surrounding these trial games and the crowds there. I thought it was really nice that last weekend they were all dedicated to 
fundraising for Tonga. I think that brought heaps of people out in numbers, which was like beautiful to see and the respect that the community showed. That was awesome. So first and foremost, that was beautiful. Also really bloody nice to have footy back in Victoria. I think, like you said, Marley, fans are itching for it everywhere and for locals down here who haven't seen the boys play for the better part of two whole seasons now that was really nice there was like a lot of emotion surrounding the game massive crowd turned out to Casey Fields which is not close to Amy Park by any stretch of the imagination so it was just nice to have Storm back in town fans there really beautiful opportunity do have to give a shout out to the housemate Tyron Wishart he killed it in the trial was very good on field and we got lots of messages about it so I'm very happy because that's the first and last game I'll see him play now while I'm in the country so it was like really nice to see them all back out there and live I um, was impressed with the Broncos also a bit more hopeful for them this year I like I'd look I don't love them and I never have but I'd like to see them out of the bottom too just yeah. just for the mates you know so yeah I um also was really interested with the focus from the referees back onto the contact with the head situation felt like it was a bit of a repeat of magic round last year where you're like oh okay this is their target for this year so it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds during the season and just on your point about your housemate I think that another important thing of pointing out that's great about trial matches is that a lot of the young boys who haven't had that experience get that space out there which is always really nice to see yeah Absolutely. Yeah, it was so nice to see so many of the fresh faces who probably will spend a lot more time in Q Cup this year in the purple for the first time. So that was really nice. Now, the next thing we want to talk about is something we're so excited for that is finally kicking off this weekend. The NRLW is here. Round one starts on Sunday with a triple header in Newcastle. Six teams are in this competition this time round, so quite a few founding teams will be out there. And the girls, I mean, for me, I feel like the Indigenous All-Stars was a real taster for what we're going to see this season because there was a lot of, um, you know, good sample sizes from each club. And I think it's the best competition. And so many people so commented on how good quality the girls' game was and Absolutely. how many people actually enjoyed watching it. And I tell you what, Rocket Rod Silva loved it. <laughs> and that and like that speaks volumes. I, and again, I love my dad. He's been pretty sexist with this stuff since Massively. the NLW started. But he's like, far out, they look good. And I'm like, yes, I'm pumped. I can't wait to see the crowds that, that show up. How are you feeling about it, G? Uh, really excited. I think, like you said, everyone's hungry to have footy back. I think the girls are looking super sharp and I think it's just speaks to the growth of the quality in the game, just speaks to what attention and funding and support can do for it. So I think we're only going up from here and I'm excited to see it. I'm still not sure who I'm backing into this season yet, but after today I might be leaning towards the night. So I'm excited. Yes, we are about to hear from one of the founding players in the Knights NRLW side. But before we get there, there's a few other things that I just wanted to point out that was really cool that came out today. The women's side for Parramatta have actually sold out of their shirt and short sponsors for the next two years. There are, as you just said, G, people who want to throw money behind this because they see it as a good investment. And this is something we've spoken about on this podcast a lot when it comes to women's sport, that that kind of stuff and that sort of backing is so important to see it be sustainable. No, I agree. I've heard of men's club before not being able to sell jersey sponsors weeks before the season begins. Mm. So I think it's just, like you said, speaks volumes. It's really exciting for Para and it's exciting for the whole game. 
And to get us really pumped for this upcoming season, I mean, it starts this weekend. Uh, we've got Bobby Law, current uh, NRLW Knights player, to come on and have a chat with us. So hope you enjoy. We are lucky enough to be joined by the one and only, one of my dear, dear friends, uh, Bobby Law. How are you? Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> it's nice <laughs> to see you guys again. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Bobby is... One of the all-time greats, um, famous in the touch footy world, famous in the NRLW world, and in the inaugural um, NRLW Knights team. How good! That is so exciting. A, I knew you were going to talk. That's a wrap and a half. You're making me blush. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, Bobby, I was lucky enough to be on the sideline when you also killed it in the All-Stars game um, a couple of weekends ago. That was your first game back from an ACL Rico, crazy stuff. And I saw you get a, a massive hit as well. And I definitely cringed for you because I was worried. But how were you feeling going into that game? Oh, I was definitely um, a little bit nervous, but probably more excited to um, finally be able to play footy again. But, you know, after the game, I definitely was feeling it. I was definitely hit by a Maori bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that for you. Oh, it was it was good. It was great. No, awesome to be back. Yeah. Was it, um, how was the whole week? Was What was the whole experience like? The week was actually a little bit different, obviously, because of COVID and all that sort of stuff. But it was actually, it was, it was nice. Um, we got to spend more time together as a team and actually do a little bit more cultural stuff in-house, which is, which is also awesome to learn about, you know, other girls' stories and their journey. So I think it was actually a little bit nicer to, um, just to keep it a little bit more in-house and hang out with the girls a bit more. Yeah, yeah that is nice. And you could tell at the end of the game um, there was so much emotions, like a lot of girls crying and hugging and, yeah, a lot of them saying it was more than just a game. Your younger sister also won her mixed touch game with Keely Silver um, before that. So how was the the law house after that was after that? a night? really nice article that was written on them both, actually, yeah. that, uh, that Andy showed mm. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Big Kev is definitely probably the favourite child. Oh, um, come on. <laughs> no, um, they were so excited. They actually organised like a little mini bus to um, get down and watch everyone. They were so stoked. Like the whole week leading up to it, they were bringing me every day going, oh, my God, I can't wait. <laughs> but, yeah, no, they loved it. After the game, um, I went to the sideline and they're all crying. I was like, why are you guys crying? What the heck? This is so weird. No, oh, they love it. Nice moment for the Law family, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So how's preseason been? What's it like? You know, the Knights have just started the, their team. How's everything going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Um, really well, actually. Um, we're ready to rip in come round one. But, you know, last year, obviously, because the season was cancelled, you know, we did it tough. We had so many girls relocate and, you know, that was a bit stressful for those guys, obviously being away from home and, you know, not being with their families and their loved ones. But I think it definitely brought us a lot closer because just the challenges we faced together, you know, definitely helped build that culture. And and it's definitely led into um, this year. You know, we've had a really good preseason, tough preseason. But, yeah, we're just... You know, we've really worked hard on that culture this year, um, learning about, you know, our Indigenous culture, um, our Torres Strait Islander culture, but also um, Maori culture as well. Mm -hmm. So we've done a lot of growing together. So I think it's definitely going to 
play out well for us come round one this weekend. You obviously started your career at the Roosters. So how did it feel finding out that there was going to be a new team and you're going to play for the Knights? Like that would have been pretty exciting. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Like my parents have always gone for Newcastle. So to finally be able to represent those guys, my loved ones, my family, um, even just the community around Newcastle, it's, I don't know, like words don't describe it. Like it's it's pretty awesome. You know, I've been at like the United, someone's like, oh, you're, you're going to play for the Knights. I'm like, oh, my God, how do you even recognize me? Like what the heck? Like, <laughs> it's so crazy. Like it's awesome. It's a really awesome feeling. But, you know, just hopefully being able to maybe inspire a little girl who comes to the game, be like, oh, I want to I want to be like that. So, you know, that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, and that's so cool. Yeah. Um, you mentioned like the culture in terms of like the girls' backgrounds and that sort of stuff, but coming in and being that founding team, what has like the male side of the club been like to you guys? Has that been really welcoming? Have they, you know, has there been space for you to connect with the boys who play for the club as well? Sort of not really. It's been really hard because the protocols are pretty um pretty oh, strict. Yeah, yeah, you know, enough. we're on different schedules. They're training during the day, we're kind of rolling in at the Arvo. But just like little stuff, we've done a little bit of um, like I've done a little bit of like the membership sort of promo stuff with them, and they've all been super welcoming. Like even the old boys at the club, you know, they always talk about you know back when they first started the club, they can see similarities. So back in '88 when Newcastle first joined, um, it was a we had a lot of um, New Zealand players in the team, so which is like pretty crazy. Like the first ever women's team has so many similarities. Yeah. So. Um, the club's frothing. (laughs) I feel like it's so cool that they look at that in the same way. Like they're really bringing that initial founding stages into what you guys are going through now. I feel like that would be really cool to like learn from and draw inspiration from and, you know, figure out the rights and wrongs. That's cool. Definitely. It's been been an awesome experience. I've never felt like, you know, so just comfortable in a club. Like I think being at home definitely helps, but it's just been a really awesome experience coming home and having, you know, so many great people around the club to help. That's brilliant. And the best thing is that your first game gets to be on your home ground. How do you feel about that? Let's go. Oh, are you guys, guys going to be coming? Or be I'm going to be there. I'm oh, actually going to be there. Marley's commentating. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. 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 Not your game, the one of the ones before it, but I'll be around and I'll be a little fangirl and ask for a selfie with you. <laughs> <laughs> no it's awesome like i think it's awesome for newcastle just to have you know the whole what is it yeah it's a triple header hey triple header yeah i think just to have that much footy around newcastle you know there's so many girls teams that play footy in newcastle so i think it's just awesome for the community just to get around women's footy in general yeah for sure what's this year's footy calendar look like for you like what's you know, what are the goals? You're hoping for Origin? What? How's everything panning out? And then there's the second season. Yeah. Well, this year's going to be a little bit hectic, actually. Yeah. You know, we have this season and then we go straight into um, the New South Wales Harvey Norman competition, mm-hmm. um, which is a, like 10 plus rounds, um, including finals, and then straight into another NRLW season. So yeah. I think definitely the goal is probably just to stay injury free yep. and play good footy. So, Good goals. You know. Tick, tick. Thank you. I know. <laughs> you know, if I'm lucky enough to get the opportunity to play, you know, either New South Wales or, you know, go to World Cup, you know, that's that would be a dream come true as well. But just take each game as it comes, I think, is my focus. Yeah.
Is the Women's World Cup with the men's at the end of the year in yeah. the UK? Yeah, at the end of the year. So there's a big calendar for girls this year. Yeah, far out. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be so good. Well, Bobby, we are so excited to watch you out there and watch all the girls. I think it's going to be one of those. It's going to be this first season a real game changer for the women's game um, and I'm so excited to see it unfold. I think we all are. I have no doubt you'll be saying Bobby Law when you're commentating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will be. I might be really Three bold. letters, <laughs> one word, try. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time, Bob. Good luck. You're going to kill it. Thank you, guys. And, um, yeah. yeah and, guys. Hope, and hopefully see you soon. Yeah, me too, guys. Thank you guys miss for having you. me on and can't wait. Awesome to hear from Bobby. We have the flip side of it now with Jake Turpin after some images came out about the Bronx opposed training session between the girls and guys this week. So we're going to hear from him about how that's tracking up north. Jake Turpin, welcome. Thank you for your time. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for having me. Most welcome. First trial game over and done with on the weekend. Looking pretty good. Pretty fresh faced Broncos squad out there with a very hearty comeback. How are you feeling after that? Yeah, it was really good. My first footy for the year. Um, you know, it was good to get out there again, with, especially with the new faces of the team and um, a couple of young boys that I've never played with uh, before. So, um, but yeah, it was a good comeback by the boys, um, especially in that second half. Nice. How'd the body pull up? Yeah, no, the body's feeling good. Um, it's probably the most break I've had in a long time. So ankles, <laughs> um, most importantly, they're, they're feeling good. They're, they're my, my biggest worry. So, but yeah, no, body's feeling good. It's what your body needed, hey? Glad to. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, now, while we care dearly for the Broncos men's, we're here to talk about the chicks today. So we first want to chat about the dynamic of the club having both our men's and women's team. Do you feel that, like, the vibe has shifted? What's that like? Do you share space together often? How How is it at Red Hill? Yeah, we're really, really excited to have, like, the girls as a part of our club. Um but it's been pretty tricky um, the last couple of years with the bubble and everything else, so we haven't been able to do too much with them. But, but yeah, it's really exciting now that we uh, get to interact with them and um, we get to you know, feed off each other. Um, we definitely learn a lot of the girls and, uh, we, and they you know, would learn a lot, of, a lot of us as well. But, yeah, no, we love them around the club and we um, want to get around them a lot more. Yeah, awesome. This is pretty big news this week when pictures of an opposed concept contact session came out between the two teams heaps of chat about it really caught my attention and super interested to hear your opinion is this something that you do often out there how how was it um yeah we've done one session with them before it was just like uh you know a bit of a muck around session there but this is our, our first ever sort of real post session that we've done with each other and it was it was really good um they they fully ripped into us <laughs> and um, we love to hear it yeah that were, that, were, that were really good and um and our boys, um, we actually got, a, it's probably one of the best we've actually trained as, you know, as the part of like our ball handling and, and all that sort trying of stuff. Trying to impress? And, yeah, well, I think so. A couple of single boys are probably trying to impress <laughs> the girls. But, um, but yeah, no, it was probably one of our better sessions ball handling wise that we've actually had. And even the coaches are really happy with what we got out of it. So I wouldn't, you know, put it past that we would do it again. Wow. Yeah, awesome. What are some of the things that you got out of it? You said that you're learning a lot from the girls. Were there things in that session that you don't usually notice? Um, what we took out of it is that, you know, we're so fixated on who we're versing each week. And, you know, then when we verse the girls, you know, we sort of just relaxed a little bit or in all respects, like we all, you know, we, we sort of just relaxed a bit and it was the best we trained. And we're like, mm. well, why don't we take that on in, into the weekend and, you know, our training during the week that if we just relax and just do and just worry about ourselves and do what we do, 
then you know we're probably going to have our ball handling at 100% like it was that training session. So that's what we took out of it. Yeah, awesome. And Bronx girls looking pretty sharp. What are your predictions for the season? Who should we keep an eye on? How are we feeling? Yeah, they're absolute guns. Like literally, their their kicking game when we versed them the other day that was better than ours. Like one of the girl, the hooker, the hooker actually kicked a forty twenty, and like, well, well, none of us would have kicked a forty twenty in about a year. Um, but yeah, no, they were they were really good, and um, I'll, I'll go to look out for. Um, I'll probably have to be Lauren Brown, their hooker. Um, she we do a little bit of stuff together, you know, with with the football, and she's actually a really really good chick off the field. So. Um, yeah, so I'll have to say was. That's really cool that you're like fully training like position-wise together though. Like that's exciting yeah, to hear. Yeah, I actually met her through a friend and then she ended up getting picked up for the Broncos and um, she's um, played a few years. Oh, I think she's played all the years with them now, I think. But um, yeah, she's an absolute ripper of a girl and um, we just um, she always comes and asks me, you know, you know little questions and that's, that's why that's what we um yeah it was really good and she's yeah such a good girl and she actually owns her own like dog walking business and looks after dogs so oh my god I'm, I'm sure Does if she I look after away, leo no she hasn't looked after leo yet but i'm, I'm sure she you know if i asked her she, she definitely would i really hope that's that um awesome. other clubs are watching this it's and sound, taking it on board sounds it amazing, sounds yeah, yeah it sounds hectic so cool and what's the bet both of you have really successful seasons i mean they're going for what they're for Pete. yeah i yeah, mean they, well, they're unbeatable the girls <laughs> but <laughs> but still like maybe this would be really beneficial for everyone hopefully yeah yeah it's awesome i mean it just comes back to like like you're talking about in your position like passing is passing so yeah you can learn stuff from all different kinds of people but it sounds good i was so impressed by the photos i'm impressed that broncos are the first to do it and i hope we see heaps more of it yeah it was it was unreal as i said we took a lot out of it and i'm sure they would have as well and as humble as they are they they actually were really good and um you know surprised a lot of us boys amazing Love to hear it. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was lovely to chat and I'm sure we'll have you on again during the season, but we will talk to you soon. No dramas. Thanks so much again to Jake and Bobby for coming on and sharing that stuff. It's made me even more excited. I think that we're yeah, seeing it this new kind of era with yeah. this stuff and it's going to be unreal. So make sure you tune in. Let's go. You the real MVP. Now we come to a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something they've done that's made us pretty happy. Yes. I'm going to kick us off. Nice. Right? Um, My MVP is an Australian golfer. Her name is Hannah Green, and she made history this week as becoming the first woman to win a professional full-length mixed-gendered tournament, claiming $200,000 in winnings for the TPS Murray River she won by four shots. How cool is that? Yeah, like, obviously, awesome. we've been talking a lot about gender in sport this whole episode. I mean, our entire podcast life. <laughs> but being able to see something like that where, again, I think especially in a sport like golf. I bloody love golf. I do. I think the, the women have been paid equally in the, the major kind of golf tournaments for quite a few years now. But it just shows, like, the skill set. It doesn't matter what gender you are. So that made me really happy. Yeah, no. I'm all about the golf. I wish I'm I- more impressed with her interest in the sport, to be honest. Golf bores me. Yeah. Oh, my God. I used to, I used no, like, I can appreciate it as a concept and I like that I like it and I wish I was good at it. But it's probably honestly just my envy coming out and the fact that I can't hit a golf ball, but it is kind of boring. I used to I go to... to um holiday clinics and play yeah she did and she was the only girl in the holiday clinics she was so cute i know i should have stuck to it but i could have been rich yeah yeah you're making two hundred thousand dollars anyway keely silver 
Who's your MVP? My MVP is, of course, not a person but a thing. Go on then. <laughs> Dance laws are back, finally. And um, it actually happened all spontaneously on Friday morning. I had already planned to have a few bevies on Friday night um, with two dear friends of mine who happened to be the trainers of my Harold Matt Sharks team. And we went out after training and, yeah, dance floors. Yeah, and she slept at my house and <laughs> told me, I swear you indicated it wasn't going to be that big a night. I was kind of semi-prepared, but then because... When you make a last – well, it's kind of a last-minute decision. It was a 24-hour decision. and It's then, always the spontaneous Yes, ones. and then that morning I get a text from one of the boys, dance floors are back, and I was like, that's exciting. Yeah. And then – It was really good question on this. It was really good music. And Were dance floors fully <sighs> gone in Sydney? Yes. yes. We had to sit down. See, okay, this is like taking us way, way back to your first weekend in Melbourne. This is why it baffles my mind because technically dance floors came back to Melbourne this weekend too, but I can't tell you I've been missing them very much because they've been here the whole time. That yeah, is, no. you guys just, yeah. Wow. It was, yeah, it was great and I was really drunk. So yeah, I love it. That's all. Georgia Moore, your MVP. My MVP in news, surprising nobody, is the NBA All-Star Game. And to be honest, I'm a little bit disappointed in myself that I didn't have that as my one to watch from I last week. I also thought that, yes. When I was watching it on Monday, I was like, weird play from me. But nonetheless, it was amazing. Also in news, surprising no one, Steph Curry was stunning. He scored 50 points, 16 threes, and was obviously the MVP of the game. Mm-hmm. I love watching it. The boys were complaining that it's not defensive enough and not competitive in it competitive enough I love the spectacle I love seeing all their trick shots I love seeing that caliber of players in the same stadium and this year it was the 75th anniversary so the whole 75 team were there so Rodman MJ, MJ. Hey, everyone that's all you was need, there man. and I Shaquille. loved it the whole thing the week lead up the three point competition the games the fits the jerseys everything the meeting of Patty Mills and Josh Giddy. Oh, stunning. Patty Mills and Josh Giddy, stunning. LeBron's throwback photo, 19 years then and now with him and Amazing. MJ. Like, just unbe- unbeatable. I love it. Adore. And now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend something to keep an eye out for in the week ahead. Georgia Moore, you finish MVPs and you can start ones to watch. Stunning. This one, again, wow, wish he's getting a mad rap today because this is a recommendation from him that he <laughs> made me watch during the week and I didn't think I would like it, but it was really funny. It's called The Replacements. It's on Netflix. It's a very old movie and it has young Keanu Reeves in it. It's just about like... He's very hot. Who's very hot. So hot. Wild. I would never have thought if you showed me him today, I would disagree, but... Took me right back. It's an NFL-based game about a walkout over pays. So all these yeah. inexperienced guys come in and, you know, beautiful movie, very funny, bit of love story in there, lots of sport. Um, Spike from Notting Hill, if you're a fan, also in the replacements team. It's great all round. Highly recommend. <laughs> I just always think of when he talks about this um, yogurt tastes funny. In Notting Hill, and it's yeah, and it's mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Well, he plays a very similar character in the replacement, Great. so you'll love it. Amazing. Um, Keely Silver, what's your one to watch? My one to watch is Genius. Mm. Yeah, the Kanye documentary on Netflix. Do you um, know what? That's the first time I've heard that pronounced, and I was so confused for the okay, longest time. I also wasn't sure. Had to do a bit of research. It. 
Yes. Well, it makes sense now. It's Kanye. Obviously yeah, well, like as soon genius. as you say it, you're like, yeah. well, duh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have not yet watched it. However, I have oh. been recommended it. So I'm going to watch it this week. The, I mean, the episode's coming out weekly. Apparently, it's really cool. I mean, old, like seeing young Kanye is going to be hectic. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that it shot High School Dropout way back up the charts? Like right, uh, really? right back up to the top after it came out. Yeah, so that like surprise One of those ones where it's like, yeah. oh, everyone was on the bulls after the last dance. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. that all over again. It, yeah, yeah. Would you also say that all the other drama that's happening with him is making people think about Kanye a lot more? Well, but that's just yeah. always, isn't it? I was very interested in the speed of the release of this documentary considering yeah. all the yeah. other drama. Bit of a PR True. move trying to Nonetheless, we are not a pop culture podcast. No, <laughs> but we, we, still do, watch we it. do like Kanye. I, I mean, like I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of what's going on. Anyway, that's that's beside the point. I'm going to watch the documentary. Thanks for your recommendation, Kiwi. Um, you're welcome. My one to watch is a one to listen. It's a brand new podcast that's been released by Fox Netball, which is the new channel dedicated on Fox to Netball. Um, it We're is called... Friend of the show. I know. That's crazy. That you didn't know this, no, did didn't. you? There you go. So it is called The Fourth Quarter and it is hosted by friend of the show, Sarah Karaoglu, who is such a legend and a sports Jono who actually went to uni with, well, kind of, we went to the same uni. Anyway, um, she interviews amazing netballers. Her first episode was with Paige Hadley, who is a diamond and a Swift, the Swift's co-captain. Uh, the most recent episode was with Amy Parmenter, who oh, plays cool. the GWS Giants, who I'm a big fan of. And it's just cool because I feel like our, and we've spoken about this when we've had Jamie Lee Price on, that the netball girls just don't get, enough attention and it feels so good that there's yeah more streaming services and all of that that are getting around the girls game and their competition starts the week after the NRL kicks off so I'm very much looking forward to that and I think a good way to get pumped up for the super netball this year is to get around that podcast after you listen to chicks and balls yes well that brings us to the end of the show thanks for hanging out with us we love it every single week we've had two great guests this week um, uh, thanks to pumped. the live audience for not falling asleep they um they do look ready for us to be done <laughs> um but yeah do you want to say anything before we go Shark Park, Monday night, 7 o'clock. Bulls, let's try it. Later's Josh Yadika. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. So if you are listening on Spotify, make sure you hit follow. We know there's been problems with Apple Podcasts. I'm hoping that someone is listening to a- Apple Podcasts by the time this is released because that would have mean that we'd fixed up that technical error. But it's not a you thing, it's an us thing. Anyway, wherever you're listening, follow. Give us a good rating. Follow us on Instagram, at Chicks and Balls Pod, on Twitter, no, on TikTok oh at Chicks God. and Balls Pod and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls. Scatterbrain Mouse. At Chicks and Balls. No pod. No Someone's going to say no, no pod. pod. No, no pod. pod. Anyway, I've got to hit stop on this record because we're losing it. Thanks, and we'll catch that you next time. Chaos. See ya, my Bye. dudes. Bye. Bye.